Hey guys, it's Ellie Bursco here from PT Mentoring, bringing you the weekly PowerCast. So this is a podcast where I'll be talking to you each week, either talking about things that are on my mind or bringing awesome leaders in the business world, um, interviewing them to be able to share tips and advice on creating a business that you love. So here's the next episode. Hope you enjoy. Okay, um, so guys, I'm interviewing Kat Laterzo today. So um, probably a lot of you have heard of her. For those of you who haven't, Kat helps women entrepreneurs to be able to uh, live their dream life and to be able to create that through um, just being themselves basically and creating an awesome business and an awesome life in the process as well. Um, so thanks, Kat, for... for um, being here today basically yeah <laughs> and thank you so much for inviting me love doing this sort of thing that's all right um yeah so would well just to start off would you be able to tell a bit uh, just a little bit of your story and and I guess what you love doing and what you're passionate about yeah for sure so um um you know I've always been one of those people that believe in the concept of more and I didn't like, I guess this was part just maybe in, I feel like it's part in my blood, in my DNA to, mm. to always kind of question everything and not want to live the quote unquote normal life. And it's partly that I was fortunate to be exposed to a lot of cool personal development stuff from a young age, mainly because my dad was into it. And I sort of was reading all these, um, you know, all these personal development books off the bookshelf when I was super young, cool. but it's always, it's always been in me to kind of look at, uh, you know, how can I bring more into my life? Um, for example, from like I think like four or five years of age, I was selling stuff door to door because I was always like I understood that if I had money, I'd be able to have more freedom and choice. And <laughs> so, uh, so I was hustling, and I guess you know I, I don't think you can say that that was like learnt or taught to me at that age. It wasn't. My my, my dad had a, a normal job, a great job, but you know normal life sort of a job. Yeah. And my mum my mum was there at home, but I was always doing these entrepreneurial endeavors and, and constantly getting into trouble for selling shit on the schoolyard. Like random stuff for 20 cents. And I, I was constantly getting closed up shop and I was an Avon lady when I was 11. And, and I was like that, I was that person that did all the pyramid schemes and the get rich quick schemes in my late teens. Cause I, I guess I was just always looking for opportunity, not just with money, um, but in a lot of areas. And so I was kind of constantly making clubs and and you know organizing my friends and you know I don't know just always looking for more is the best way to explain it and yeah. believing in the possibility of more but um at the same time I was a really good student and really valued um being 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 seen as being a good student and being seen as being successful and a high achiever and it's interesting because I still I've still recognized to this day that that's something I value like worrying about how other people perceive me and so I have to be careful about that and and not sort of act from that place to, to worry about what people think. So I did want to be the good student and the high achiever and so I kind of went into a normal pathway, got great grades and I was going to study law um, and I had the marks to study law and then I, I did like a week of university and just stopped going. Um <laughs> I sort of realized, oh, it's not like high school anymore. Nobody's keeping me accountable to live the normal life. And I think at the time I felt like I was just being really lazy and undisciplined and rebellious. And I guess I was, but now I look back and go, oh, well, I guess, you know, it was pretty much as soon as nobody was keeping me in check and I didn't have to show up to classes and have to live a normal life. And nobody was really noticing whether or not I was doing a good job. 
it was just like, oh, well, fuck this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> um, but, you know, but like a lot of people who, who don't want to not follow the normal pathway, I didn't really know what I did want to do instead. So I just, I sort of floundered around and chopped and changed with degrees and I, I fell into becoming a personal trainer, totally opposite to the sort of person I'd been growing up, which was kind of like mega geeky, uncool, very unsporty kid. And all of a sudden I was a personal trainer and I was super successful about it uh, because I was obsessive about fitness and because I'm, I'm great at selling. And, um, I was fortunate to, to learn from a fantastic manager at the time as my first personal training manager. Um, he was from America and it was like a whole thing there and it wasn't a thing yet for us in Australia. And so he taught a lot of cool selling things, but it, but it came naturally to me as well. So I made a lot of money, um, rose through the ranks within personal training management in Australia and, um, ended up getting married in my mid twenties and then kind of, kind of, um, screwed up my whole life <laughs> about a year or two after that <laughs> I had a bit of a quarter life crisis um essentially realized I'd married the wrong person um wasn't happy nothing was awful but it wasn't amazing either and at the same time I was coming to grips with the fact that oh god like I'm, I'm getting like more out of shape each year and I feel kind of like shit and I'm making good money great money for my age but I'm not like I hate it like I fucking hate it and I, I didn't understand it and I felt very worried um about myself and about what was wrong with me, why I couldn't just be happy because I didn't know what I did want, but I just knew that it wasn't this. And it was yeah. like, this can't be all there is. And, and Tony Robbins said that there's more to life and <laughs> because, because he said that whatever you um, can conceive of, you can achieve. And I really believed it, but I just felt like, but I don't even know what I want. And all I could come up with and I would journal and write and I would read books about happiness and I had a life coach even from my early 20s and she cost me hundreds of dollars of an hour but I always felt like it was worth investing in that stuff um, and all I could come up with was that I just feel like I'm born to change the world which is like not an entirely not arrogant thing to say <laughs> or to think about yourself when you're in your mid-20s and you're a personal training manager and you're like I don't even know how I could start with that but I just felt like I'm supposed to do big events and write books and impact people to know that they can have it all. Um, I don't know that I would have been able to express it that clearly at the time, but I've, I've certainly, I've certainly felt it. Yeah. So to sort of cut what could be a really long story short, <laughs> um, and obviously I do like to talk and write, so if you're not careful, I can just go on about this, like speak for hours, but I've written all this stuff in my Amazon books and stuff for those who do want to know more. Yeah. Um, to cut the to cut the story short, I ended up starting a blog in 2007 because I thought that it would help my personal training business, and that seemed to be the thing to do to get online, and it did. It did help. But what happened was between 2007 and 2012, I ended up building a super successful online fitness business for women. Um, I mean, that's quite a story in itself. I, I didn't set out to make money online as such, but once I figured out that that was a thing, I pretty much put my hustle on and got to work um and you know it, it was a lot of work where I wasn't making money and a, like 30 or 40 hours a week I was putting into my online stuff on top of my full-time personal training business and by that time I'd had my first child as well she was born in 2009 so I was just like honestly I was writing and putting a lot of stuff up online because I felt just compelled to I didn't really know where it was going I wasn't actively trying to make money from it. I was making money from it in the sense that I had a constant stream of clients coming through as a result of my blog. And I started dabbling in information products online. And kind of what happened was it went from where I was making a couple of grand a month at the start of 2012, just through a little like eating plan and weight loss book and that sort of thing. 
um, in the fitness stuff. And then by the end of 2012, I was making over 30 thousand dollars a month and it honestly happened without me even seeing it to the point where I didn't even realize that I was making that much money (laughs) um it's like where was the money I guess I was I was honestly just investing it into mentoring and online courses and attending seminars and yeah and a lot of shiatsu massage and coffee (laughs) I'm not gonna sit here and say I was great at managing or tracking my money because I wasn't and it's still an area of resistance for me to this day but I literally sat down and was like, oh, fuck, look how much money I'm making. And then um, and then I sort of moved from there into wanting to – I knew that fitness was a passion, but I knew it wasn't my true calling. So I was trying to figure out what my true calling is, and I fell into business coaching um, online. I moved to operating under my own name instead of under my fitness business, Woman Incredible, and operated under my name as a business coach from 2000 – or mid-2012 through to beyond that. Um and I'd, I'd been, like, helping people with their businesses for years anyway offline. So I was definitely able to do that and able to help with selling and with getting clients and with building a business. But it, it was kind of like, oh, I've, okay, I know fitness isn't right. And so I've gone into business coaching because that seemed like the right thing at the time. But it was just kind of like more of the same but a different topic in the sense that I wasn't doing my deeper work. And the mm. deeper work was the stuff that I mentioned a moment or two ago about really empowering people to know that they can have it all and to know that they have a purpose and to, you know, really live into creating that purpose and living their life on their terms. So I sort of floundered around, as a lot of people do, where I felt like, okay, I'd reached a point where I knew how to make money online and I was selling stuff and then I was kind of trapped by it because I felt like, oh, if I stop doing this and if I start talking about the stuff I really want to do, are people still going to pay me? Am I going to grow my business? Can I be successful? So a lot of the clients I work with and a lot of the women and some men who are more and more so men seem to be coming to my community now, but mainly it's women, um, are the same. Where They are making money, you know, or even if they're just starting out, but usually they're more underway and they're successful, you know, to a degree that looks really great from the outside looking in. But within themselves, they feel like this is not exactly what I want to do. This is not the true message. I feel like this is... I'm not doing my true work in the world, but they don't know how to. And so that's sort of where yeah. I was. And and for me, and I'm not saying this is how it has to be for everyone, but for me, I really recognized within myself that I'm so addicted to making money and to success that if I don't like literally put the brakes on this thing, I'll just continue on this path of being not in alignment because I'm making money and that's a trap, right? Yeah. Because it's scary to walk away from um, and I've got a certain level of success and so on. But I, I really had to take a look at myself and this would have been end of 2013 and I'd just given birth to my second child and it was a pretty tumultuous pregnancy. So it was kind of a big year of looking within and asking what I really wanted from life. And I really just took a look at myself and thought, you know what, if you don't do something about this, you're never going to do it. You're never going to live into your calling. You're never going to press play, which is like my slogan, life is now press play um, and how I sign off all my blogs. And so I pretty much deliberately stopped selling and stopped running my business. I kept writing my blogs and I kept obviously serving my clients, but I stopped taking new people on. I stopped putting myself out there. I, I kind of put the, well, I did put the brakes on everything. Because I thought I need to really figure out how I'm going to do this. Because ever since I'd had that quarter life crisis, which was now like 10 years ago, I'd always still had that feeling that I was born to impact the world in a big way. 
and to really empower people and to, and to be, uh, you know, transformational, not just somebody who teaches online sales and marketing, which was what I was doing. Yeah. So the, so the only way for me to figure it out was to stop doing everything that wasn't working. Um, so I did stop. And as a result of that, my income pretty much stopped and as a result <laughs> of that because I hadn't been managing my money well and I hadn't been paying my tax bills on time. And I'd been investing in a lot of really seriously expensive mentoring, which had been awesome, but it had been expensive. <laughs> so as a result of all that, I had a $100,000 debt or just over and I came so close to bankruptcy that I could taste it. Like I really looked into it and really considered it um, very, very, very strongly didn't end up doing that, but, um, kind of just dug my heels in and refused to back down because I felt like this, it's like now or never, I need to, I need to either take the leap and show that I have faith to create the life that I want, or it's never going to happen. Um, and basically it happened. I, I just refused to back down and I kept journaling and writing and thinking and reading about what I really wanted. And something snapped within me after about six months of going through this kind of financial hellhole and it was hellish. It was, it was pretty full on. Like there were times when I couldn't buy groceries, when I couldn't buy my daughter a snack, it was full on. Um, and after about six months, something changed and it it was almost like I had, I call it the fuck this shit moment. Um, (laughs) it's like an enough is enough moment, I guess, but it was like something just snapped within me. And I just remember thinking, I remember exactly where I was and what I was doing. And I just remember thinking, that's it. I'm done. I am fucking done and I am now going to go forth and create exactly the business and life I wanted. And it was literally like a turning point within four weeks from that. I'd made 40 grand out of nowhere, like out of nowhere, brand new creation within six months. I was making 50 grand a month within eight months, roughly. I think it was, I was making 80 grand a month and then, or, or even like eight or nine months. So I was making over a hundred grand a month and I, and I, I mean, I, I would say like, I haven't looked back since then. Um, when I say I haven't looked back, I don't mean it's just been like, woohoo, it's me sailing and more and more money keeps <laughs> coming in. The, you know, the struggle never ends Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's okay. So sometimes I have make less money, sometimes more money, sometimes it's obviously not about the fucking money and there's all sorts of other shit going on. Yeah. So the, the, the quest to stay in alignment never ends and that's a big thing that I've had to learn and to just recognize that it's part of the process. Yeah. Um, but but now my big, you know, my commitment and my big mission is, is pretty much to work with other leaders and artists and revolutionaries who, who've also always had that dream of, of doing more and being more and being able to create more and and to really empower them to know that they can get their true message out there and make a lot of money and a hell of an impact in doing so. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And, you know, that's what you've really helped me with as well since I've been following you is um, I think back when I first first found out about you was that you really give people permission and you gave me permission to say, well, yes, I can have it all and Mm. you can still do it even though you've got two young kids, which I do as well, Um, whilst whilst you travel a lot. Well, you travel permanently, but I travel a lot. Um, And just to know that, yeah, I can still grow a successful business um, with awesome people whilst having young kids and having the lifestyle as well. And that's what I've created since I – since I've met you, um, yeah, and and I really relate as well to, um, like I've come from a similar journey in that I had a fitness business. Um, yeah, so I I've got the fitness business still, um, but was mainly focusing on that, and then going to the 
the business coaching side of things as well, like like you did, um, and and not really wanting to give that side of the fitness things up, but then going into what I tr- truly was meant to do. Like you've kind of gone through that journey as well, and I think it it is all just part of the journey, isn't it? Um, Absolutely, you've got to go through Absolutely. that stuff to get what, what where you really want to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And I think the commitment to the journey is probably one of the biggest things that I've learned and one of the biggest things that I really try to pass on and share with people because it's so easy to think that when you you look at somebody who's reached a level of success that you aspire to that you sort of assume that they've got their shit together. <laughs> and um, I used to really think this way and I was fortunate enough to be invited into a group of six and seven figure women entrepreneurs that was like an informal group um, back in 2012 when I was – I was doing that 30 to 35 grand a month, but everybody else in the group was doing a lot more. So I was sort of the baby of the group. And some of the women in that group were women who I'd read their books when I was a freaking teenager, right? Like I'm talking seriously successful people who I'd, many of whom I'd looked up to and followed and, and considered mentors or some of whom had actually been paid mentors. Yeah. And one of the first things that I realized in that group was like, fuck me, these women are dealing with the same shit I am. <laughs> like, they, like they would talk about an upcoming launch or an offer and the, and, I, and it would be the exact same fears and uncertainties. I'm like, what do you guys think? Do you think this is okay? Or it would be like, oh, my God, this isn't working and I feel like shit and I'm struggling in this area. And I don't mean like everyone's walking around with their hand in their hands like, whoa, it's me because there was obviously a lot of celebration and a lot of positivity. But yeah. for me it was truly eye-opening to see that these super successful people still had the exact same fears, self-doubts, resistances, uncertainties, and yet the difference was between people like these who are super successful and those who aren't, the difference was simply that they were doing the work anyway. And I would say that this is one of the biggest things that I've learned about success and it applies to fitness, it applies to making money, it applies to business in all areas, it applies to everything, is it's not about trying to eliminate fear, it's not about trying to move past self-doubt, it's not about becoming some kind of freaking hyped up overly confident always switched on guru it's just about you get up and do the work anyway and success is so simple to guarantee you guarantee you will create success if you simply consistently put effort in every day now it doesn't mean it will look like how you thought it might look or how you thought it had to look in fact when you get caught up in how it has to look then you usually don't get that basically yeah um but if you simply consistently put the effort in, whether it's fitness, whether it's how you eat, whether it's spending time with your loved ones, whether it's, you know, sharing your message as best as you can, you've got to do all this stuff daily because it's very simple to create success. Um, simple doesn't mean easy though, that, you know, the hard part of it is and the part where most people do do allow failure to take over is, is not doing that work because in our heads we get all caught up in whatever. It's like, well, oh, yeah, I could write a blog today, but I don't really know what to say. It's like, well, what's that got to do with anything? Put the time aside and say something, yeah. you know, and people think that sounds too simplistic. Well, that's how I built a million-dollar business living location free, by simply showing up every day and putting content out there and sharing my message out there. So, you know, people, and even with what I just said, like I know for a fact because so many people say to me that so many people look at me and think that I'm confident all the time in my message and in all my, like I write a 2,000 word blog post every day and often many more blogs than that even in a single day. I video, I periscope, I put so much content out there. People just assume that I'm like so confident and motivated and always know what to say and it's like, oh my God, like seriously, <laughs> most of the time I'm kicking my own ass about it. A yeah. lot of the time 
I think, oh, like even the blog I put out this morning, which I posted about an hour ago, and I was like, oh, my God, somebody, this is just like ludicrous what I just posted because it was an unedited piece from my own journal. Yeah. And I thought everybody, everybody's just going to think I'm like even more crazy than they already knew. And nobody's even going to like or comment on this because it's like so random and it's all about me. And I also felt quite sure that my mentor was going to message me and tell me off for putting it out there and not being more strategic because <laughs> we're really working on strategy at the moment to build my business. Yeah. Now, I only checked back in half an hour ago before you and I jumped on and the, and the blog had only been up for a very short while, but I already had in that short, like in 20-minute period, way more comments and likes than I normally would and a message from my mentor about how this is exactly what you need to be putting out Oh, cool. Awesome. And so it was like, oh, my God, like fucking trust in yourself, Kat. Trust and just put what you feel called to put out there. Don't question yourself. And I'm not just talking to me, obviously, to everybody. Yeah. Don't question, like, is it good enough? Is it okay? Does it make sense? Like the stuff I publish is so messy and random. It's completely irrelevant a lot of the time to what I'm even selling or doing. But, but people who read it are inspired and moved by it. And I guess on, you know, on the days where they do think it's like stupid or they don't like it, then they just don't read it. But it blows my mind how people will then turn around to me and say, oh, but you always have something powerful to say. And my stuff's like crazy or it's messy or it's random or it's not relevant. And I'm like, dude, like, have you read my stuff? (laughs) (laughs) Like, seriously, like come on like the stuff that you're thanking me for putting out there that's so vulnerable yeah and just so like it's literally whatever random shit's going on in my head that day but I'm sharing authentically about what I believe about success and about what it's taken to create this business in this life yeah that's the same stuff that everybody can put out there and you're just sharing your own truth to do with your beliefs your message and the ways that you want to help people and you just have to give yourself permission to do it but you got to also kick your own butt to do it because you're either going to do it or you're not and you, you've got to do that work daily otherwise don't even bother just give up yeah and I think it's so much easier to write like that and put content out there like that when it's you just being you and it's just your story something that's happened to you that day um people love reading stories as well and it's so much easier doing that than going okay I got to sit down and write a blog post right now about whatever topic it's like well that's boring when like about supplements or about training or about um, marketing or whatever. It's like, well, no, mm-hmm. that's boring. Just be you and just write a story. Like it's exactly. so much easier. And and what you said as well about um, I, I think a lot of people do, a lot of entrepreneurs, they put people up on a pedestal and like you said, they, they're going through the same shit and the difference is that they just, they just take action and they just do it anyway. I, I totally – that's definitely true. Um, and I think people need to stop really comparing themselves to others and stop um, judging themselves so much and, and, like you said, just do the work, right? Exactly right. Exactly. Just, you know, you, you, you know, sometimes like somebody said to me recently that she's really struggling with noticing what other people are doing and sort of comparing herself and, um, and getting a bit triggered and, and that sort of thing. And I was like, just don't look then. Like, okay, some people might call that avoidance, but mm, to me yeah. it's like don't don't fill your mind with stuff that's not serving you. Yeah. I get triggered sometimes online and, and look, sometimes I'll, I'll like I deliberately let myself get triggered by certain people who I follow and I even put some some people as like the see first people on Facebook who piss me off, but I do it because <laughs> I know I need to 
I need this reason that I need to look at perhaps with why I'm getting p- pissed off. Mm, but but yeah. then when I go through phases though where I am feeling uncertain of myself and I notice myself questioning or not acting with confidence, then I will just not look. I will unfollow people or I simply won't go on Facebook, but that, that's quite hard to avoid because it's so freaking addictive <laughs> um, and it's part of business. So yeah. honestly, I'll just like temporarily unfollow people. Yeah, I would rather – and I won't go into certain groups and if somebody's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, this person – this awesome thing then I'm like maybe it's like a jealousy and ego thing a little bit but it's also I think it's like self-preservation to just know that if I get swayed and distracted by what everybody else is up to online then I will never run out of things to do that are probably not what I should be focusing my effort on yeah so the most yeah. important important place to focus your time your energy emotion is of course on your own business not somebody else's yeah and just sticking to the plan yeah definitely yeah and do you think from what you've said do you think that's the difference like I wanted to talk a little bit about like the millionaire kind of mindset do you think Mm -hmm. that's the biggest difference between someone who's either making 100k or on their way to the 100k as opposed to someone who's at on their way or at the million dollar mark or or plus um, do you think it's just mindset and just taking action anyway, no matter how they're feeling? Or what would you think about that? Yeah, I do think it's the consistent applied effort that we mentioned before. Yeah. Um, I honestly think that that is the, 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 key, the biggest key to success is just consistently showing up. In terms of like some people might think, oh, but then how do you know that I'm doing the right work when I put that effort in each day? Like, yeah, definitely go out there and learn and and find the right mentor for you and, and, you know, always seeking to know what's going to be the most effective work to do. But you got to be careful with that because it can be a bit of a trap to always be thinking that there's like a a, a process that you got to follow or there's something that you don't yet know and you've just got to pay the right person to tell you how to succeed or something. It's not really about that. Um, Yeah. You know, like I think that there's so much to learn that can help you to be more effective, but most of those answers come from within through experimentation and simply through showing up each day. Because I guarantee you, like if you if you start, for example, if you started going to the gym every single day for an hour but you had no clue what to do, but yet you just started going anyway and you consistently showed up every single day, do you think you'd learn some stuff over the course of a year about what you like, what you don't like, what works, what doesn't work? Yeah. Of course you would. Yeah, of course. So the only thing that matters is firstly put the time aside, consistently show up, whether it's in the gym, whether it's to do your daily writing. Like people are like, oh, I don't know what to write, I don't know what to say, I don't know how to blog, I don't know how to do a video. It's like, dude, don't sit there thinking about how do I do it or what should I do or what should I say or don't sit there thinking you've got to go and learn it from a course from somebody how to put your own truth out there. Just put the time aside consistently put the work in and and yet it's probably going to be shit or or nonsensical or random or whatever at first anyway and maybe not even just at first (laughs) but do you think that if you did that every day like do you think that if you dedicated 20 minutes a day to putting a blog or a video or something out there every single day do you think that you'd improve over time do you think that you would naturally go and learn some things outside of yourself along the way anyway if you got interested so I think people put the cart before the horse to think to go and learn how to succeed from a, you know, from the point of view of I need to learn the steps. Instead of doing that, I would be focusing on consistently making space to show up and then showing up and then as questions come into your mind, like how do I do this or what about that, you're, you're always like with anything that you're interested in, you're actively seeking to improve in your life, you're always going to be naturally reading and growing and kind of learning anyway. So yeah. to, me, to me, like million-dollar mindset or millionaire mindset or succeeding in a, like a huge way, it's simply about – 
um, the consistency of putting the effort in. And then beyond that, it's about look within before you look without. Like you, you know within yourself when something feels right, when it doesn't. You usually know when you're avoiding something and when you need to kind of knuckle down. Um, you tend to know even the areas that you do need truly need help with as opposed to the stuff where you're just kind of playing a silly game of thinking that if you pay somebody to tell you something, it's going to mean X result. So yeah. I think that if we're honest with ourselves and we take time daily also to reflect, like journal and that sort of thing, then you, you'll be able to admit to yourself, you know what, okay, I do need help in this area, so I'm going to go and find the right person. But in another area, it's almost like an avoidance technique to think that, oh, maybe I should do this course or join this thing or, or you know, read up on what everybody else is doing when you actually know what you need to do. Yeah, um, just take action. That, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right you know, stop hiding from yourself. Yeah. Beyond that, the only other thing I would add as far as like millionaire mindset or multimillionaire mindset is the environment really does count. Like they say, surrounding yourself with the right people, reading the right books, filling your mind with the right stuff. Like, you know, when I finish my work for the day, I mean, I'm living in Bali at the moment for a few months. We're just traveling permanently anyway, but right now being in Bali. So my typical routine is when I finish work is when I would go and lay by the pool and get some time in the sun, but I will listen to like a Tony Robbins audio or a Bob Proctor audio, or if I do an extra gym session, which I often do, then I'll listen to audio trainings. If I'm reading late at night or anytime I'm reading personal development stuff. So I'm kind of always switched on, but like I live and breathe my work. My work is my life and it's all just an extension. Like my life, you know, it's like my life purpose. It's, it's what I'm interested in, right? Yeah. So it's really critical that if you want to go to a next level in any area in life that you do surround yourself as best as you can with people who are at that level, people who you, you know, uh, admire and respect, not just random people, obviously. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that you also, you know, it's like what you put in comes out. So the more that you put good food into your body, the more that it shows in how you look. The more you put good stuff into your mind, the more that it shows in what you create, in how much money you make and in, in you know, your ability to be true to yourself and to what you believe in yeah yeah cool and so how do you um just to kind of wrap up how do you define being a leader like what kind of qualities or I guess personality traits do you see um that leaders have or, or within yourself and um and then also how do you surround yourself with these these people in this positive environment um so as far as how I surround myself, I mean, partly I pay to be in the right mentoring groups and, and I'm paying like tens of thousands of dollars, um, you know, for for access basically to be in certain groups. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, so I nearly just choked. Um, <laughs> I have a mentor who who is also a serious high five-figure investment to work with um, on business strategy and growth in that area because it's not an area that I'm as on the ball with compared to creativity and, and leadership. Um, yeah. so that, so that's sort of like sometimes paying, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty careful with who I spend time with and sort of cultivating the right friendships. And it's not something I actively do though. It's more that you have an intention. I think a lot of this stuff is about you set an intention that you're going to be surrounded by the right people. You, you, you sort of, you sort of notice what you're looking for. So I'm always looking for other amazing women who think like me. And so I, I've got so many cool kick-ass women entrepreneur and leader friends and I didn't have that three or four years ago, but I wasn't really looking for it. Now I'm not, I'm not like out there with a job advertisement trying to find cool 
fellow like-minded friends, but because I've sort of energetically opened myself up to that over the past several years, it's just happened. So it's almost like, well, if you believe in something being around, then it will be. It's the same with money or with time or being a shaper or anything like that. You just say to yourself, well, this is what I want. This is how it's going to be. I believe that this is possible. So I'd like to have these sort of friends and I want to be, you know, and then of course you're actively choosing what you do read or what audios you listen to and that sort of thing. Um, so it's part deliberate, you know, joining the right groups, programs, finding the right mentor and part just intention to do with what you want to see and what yeah. you want to focus on. I'll take it pretty far. Like, like I showed up once to a hotel where I'd prepaid for a month and it was like a total different environment to what I thought. It was like a bogan Aussie real redneck type environment and it was definitely <laughs> not the quality of hotel that they'd made themselves out to be. And I know I sound like a total snob here, but I was like, I'm not fucking staying here for a month. I'm not putting myself in this like completely uh, decadent but in a bad way, just like consumption environment where everybody's just getting trashed with their bintang singlets on and (laughs) looking and feeling like shit. I totally was like in the lobby looking around with my nose in the air like no (laughs) fucking way. I am not staying here and also had clients coming to visit me during that time and I was like I would walk through the streets of Bali naked before I let clients come into this environment and see that this is where I stay. (laughs) So I was just like right, no, I went over the road to a nice hotel that was literally over the road, booked a month paid I was totally like well if I lose the money I'll lose the money um but I didn't I requested a refund I was like I said there's not what I expected and I, I was lucky I got the money back but the point is I would I would have gone to the extreme of losing the money yeah because yeah. that's how important it is to me to be in the right environment and I know that um what you know like I said what goes in is what comes out so yeah you know, it doesn't mean like I have to live in a five-star hotel. Like I'll go camping or something, or I spent a month living in an RV last last year, and that was awesome. But do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, totally. It's how you perceive it. Yeah. Um, and now I've totally forgotten what the first part of your question even was because <laughs> I just um, answered the second part. <laughs> that's all right. Oh, actually, before just pop something up when you're saying that, um, I'm I'm about to actually rent out a, an office in Fortitude Valley in Brisbane because at home. my home environment isn't the right environment for me to be um, as productive as I want to be. And so I know if I'm in this really funky place, which will be cool to film videos in and just write and not worry about my son running around the house or my partner being at home because he works from home Mm. too, then I know that me and my my admin assistant will get so much more work done and it'll just be such a positive environment for me. And I don't mind – paying the $500 a month that that is, or even if it was more, to be super productive. Obviously, I'll, I'll make more money as well and totally. I'll just feel yeah. feel better within myself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, but the first part of the question was, um, like, how do you define being a leader? Um, what kind okay. of personality traits or, or that kind of thing do you see in leaders or within yourself? Well, that's a loaded question because if I answered it based on myself, then I'd be basically saying it, all leaders have to act this way and be this sort of like oh, okay, okay. Well, person. I guess in no, people no, that you that you look up to, yeah. Oh, look, oh, look the, the style of people that I personally follow, they're not all like me. Definitely not. Although <laughs> I do, I do like finding other sort of kick-ass superwomen type high-achieving chicks. Um, to be, I'm thinking about who I love to follow. I would say that the traits that really join leaders together are certainty in your message and commitment to getting that message out there. And I would say that it's a commitment to getting your true message out there, regardless of how 
it might shine a light on you. And that's probably the, the thing that I think, I mean, there's a lot of traits that you could say, you know, are common to, to leaders and revolutionaries, but probably the thing that I think is the most powerful and that I maybe admire the most is total, total commitment to getting your true message out there and doing your true work, regardless of how it impacts on you. And I don't mean in a, like, in a way you'd, you know, risk or sacrifice your own health or safety or relationship or something like that. That's not what I mean. Yeah. I mean more so that when you read and you look at the work of true leaders and revolutionaries, they have, they lay it all out. They, they totally share their shit as well as the good stuff. And so they're not afraid to publish something that highlights them in a way that people are going to judge or critique or even hate upon. Yeah. Um, and it's not done deliberately for the purpose of controversy or something like that, mm. um, although it can have that effect, obviously. It's more so that you're just so committed to speaking the truth that you will do so even if it means putting pressing publish on something that is terrifying. Yeah. And I've done that many times and I can tell you it is one of the most liberating things to do. Yeah, totally. To just totally speak your truth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's like one of my favourite writers, James Altucher, he says don't press publish on something if you didn't bleed on the page, so to speak. I think that's actually a Hemingway quote initially, <laughs> but he, he sort of took it. But yeah. it's so true. It's like... Nobody cares about your boring 10 steps to whatever. Yeah. You've got to speak your truth. And to do that effectively, and like you mentioned, stories, to do that effectively where it's actually going to help people, you, you've got to be telling some stories and they can't all be like pretty little stories with happy endings. Yeah. They've got to just, I mean, some are though, right? I don't mean everything's got to be like, wow, that was full on. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just mean speak the truth. So I guess yeah. what I'm really saying is what, what makes a leader is somebody who speaks the truth and stands up for what they believe in and puts it out there unapologetically and consistently. Yeah. Cool. That's like similar to what um, Dan Kennedy says, actually, and it's about humour and stories in writing. And I think he's got a book titled this, actually, Make Make Them Laugh and Take Their Money or something along those lines. Oh, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Kat. Really appreciate it. And um, it's funny, like I had, I had some questions written out to ask you and I hardly even really asked them because we just covered them having a conversation anyway, so yeah. <laughs> which is cool. Um, but, yeah, was there so anything great. else that you'd like to say or anywhere where people can, can look you up and read more of your stuff? Or? Yeah, um, so you can come along and check my stuff out at catlaterzo.com. It's K-A-T-L-O-T-E-R-Z-O. Um, I do publish a daily blog and a whole bunch of other stuff. You can, the best place to follow me on social media is on Facebook. It's just under my name. Just follow my personal profile. way more interesting than the business one, which I always forget about. <laughs> um, so, you know, if you, if you wanted to follow me in a more official way and, and be part of the leadership revolution, so to speak, then you can grab a free gift when you come to my website. It's one of my Amazon bestselling books at the moment. So that's the best way to connect with me and, and come say hi and, you know, don't be afraid to actually say hi and message or email me. Um, and then I guess all, uh, all else I would need to say is life is now. Press play. Perfect. Cool. Thanks so much, Kat. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. It's all right. I hope you enjoyed the uh, the podcast today and got a lot of uh, value and tips out of it that you can implement in your own business. If you did like it, 
Um, please use the social share buttons on this page and share it with your friends because I'd love to be able to reach out and help even more people to be able to grow their business whilst creating a life and a lifestyle that they love. And if you'd like to uh, receive the, the PowerCast in your inbox, delivered to you on a weekly basis plus regular emails to help you grow your business then uh, just enter your details in the form provided and uh, that'll be sent straight out to your inbox so you can get regular support and be able to create an awesome business on your terms so once again hope you enjoyed it and have an awesome day